0: Hello and welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast with Gaga Ghosts in a Magical World. Today is october eleventh, equal to Libra nineteenth. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. October 11th, 1906 is the date San Francisco sparks a diplomatic crisis between the United States and Japan by ordering segregated schools for Japanese students. But in the magical wonderland of Fabella, a mother went to extreme lengths to avenge her daughter's death. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. There is love beyond our world. There is war beyond our world. There is life beyond our world. There is Fabella. Libra 19th, 5906, FY, Fabella year. Equal to October 11th, 1906, AD, Earth year. Two young newlyweds, respected elven merchant Anthony Gilroy and his wife Hazel, have recently settled in a rural corner of the Sheba Union, just outside of Blackcliff City, approximately where Charleston, South Carolina would be on a map of Earth. Anthony was a handsome elven master, strong and muscular. Hazel was a bright blue haired beauty. It seems like the striking couple is destined to enjoy a long and blissful life together. But just three months after the two wed, tragedy strikes. One day, when Antony is away from work, a neighbor calls on Hazel, but when he opens the door, he comes across a horrifying sight. He sees Hazel lying at the foot of the stairs, and he realizes that she's dead. The boy hurries to deliver the shocking news to Antony, who immediately rushes home. When the doctor arrives to examine the body, he finds Antony beside himself with grief. Antony was cradling the head and sobbing, and was just grieving like the doctor had never seen. In fact, the widower is so distraught that he refuses to let the doctor even approach his wife's lifeless body. Every time he would get close enough to examine the body, Antony would start sobbing. So the doctor did a cursory examination. He determined that the cause of death was an accidental fall down the stairs. And when Borden's arrive to investigate the scene, they corroborate the story and agree with them. Antony is quick to order a cremation of Hazel's body. Her grieving mother, Caitlin doesn't even get to see her daughter one last time before the lovely maiden is reduced to ash. But no one could have foreseen the bizarre turn of events that are about to unfold. As the story goes, a few weeks after the funeral, on Libra 19th, Hazel's mother, Caitlin Madigan, receives a strange visit in the middle of the night. She notices a sort of Chill in the air and a mist. As she looks toward the mist, she saw the eerie apparition of Hazel. Ghosts and Fabella were real. You would think that this would make solving murders easy, but sadly, they're unreliable witnesses because they are untethered from their body. Ghosts are severely limited mentally. Their mental condition can best be compared to that of an Alzheimer's patient. Their recollection of events is often scrambled. They don't have clear answers, and they're a shell of the person they were before. Ghosts are not all there for the most part, but they do have very short and very rare periods of lucidness. Hazel's ghost is experiencing one such period of alertness and urgently flies to her mother. Ghost Hazel makes a disturbing claim that she did not die of natural causes at all. Hazel tells Caitlin very specifically that Antony had killed her. Antony had gone into a fit of rage over a domestic dispute with Hazel and struck her with a killing curse. Caitlin tries to get a warden to Hazel in time to take a legal recording of the ghost's account, but she is too late. By the time a warden arrives at the home, Hazel's ghost is back to not knowing which way is up and thinking that she's five years old, skipping through a meadow. Caitlin is the only witness to the ghost's confession, and Hazel's ghost is an unreliable witness. Caitlin knows she has to find evidence of the murder. Hazel told her exactly how she was murdered. She has to get Antony's wand to prove that he cast the killing curse the exact time Hazel passed. But even wardens, Fabella's policemen, need a warrant to confiscate a wand and investigate it for prior incantations. So Caitlin hatches a plan. She buys a 15-inch pine wood wand identical to Antony's and visits him to pay her respects. After she switches wands, she is careful not to leave her fingerprints on Antony's wand as she uses gloves to stow the wand safely in her purse. With Antoni's pinewood wand in her possession, Tatlin passes the magical instrument to a homeless troll she's made a deal with. The troll purposefully gets caught robbing a home and apprehended by wardens. Wardens then perform an investigation of the wand to find the owner. It's here they discover that a killing curse was cast with the wand while it was in the owner's possession. When Antony comes to collect his missing wand, he is arrested for Hazel's murder. Antony is sentenced to life in prison, never finding out how his mother-in-law cleverly orchestrated his capture. Caitlin only came clean about what she did on her deathbed, where Hazel's ghost made her final recorded appearance, hovering over her elderly, dying mother with a thankful smile. That's going to do it for us today.